Uh, we have more than one guest. Um, we usually record this at 12. Not like you would know that because this is pre-recorded. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Dylan is working on something for Ink 2. And speaking of Ink 2, uh, we do have that launching tomorrow as of today is because today is Sunday as while we are recording this. But, uh, yeah, so by the time that we are, while this episode is live on Wednesday, this news will already be old. <laughs> um, Ink 2 is launching March 6th at 3 p.m. Eastern. So basically when I wake up uh, two-ish, I'm going to launch it. And, yeah, so that's going to be fun. Hey, this is Siren of a Podcast. SMP episode 124. So we can go around the virtual room, start with Davey, and then go to Ed, and then go to Christian, or under the weather Christian. Yeah. So Davey, what do you do? Uh, right now, just got some great news that I'm excited about. Been working on it for a long time with this comic called Benigno. Uh, it's got picked up by Scouts Imprint Scoot, and we should be looking towards later in 2023 to put out the first issue. All the art's been done with that. We've been going on with other pages because it's supposed to be like a three graphic novel series uh, that we're trying to put out. So uh, that's got the green light, which I'm super excited for. It's my first, you know, inside of publishing houses. I've had a couple anthologies uh, going there. Got a couple coming up with Cthulhu Invades Never, uh, Neverland, uh, which is that third book in the Cthulhu Invades series, which I'm excited about. And Apollo City Comics teamed up with lesser known comics to do like a punk rock anthology. And got one of those stories in there called Belly Rider that I'm very uh, excited about. I love this guy. He's just this big biker guy who, uh, patrols no man's beach and the man is trying to come in you know the man and build condos and stuff so he's fighting off those guys to you know keep it a party rocking beach so it's gonna be fun those are the couple things i got going on i also have a little short story that's coming out in neon uh sunrise publishing with a friend down here david greshel who has gone on a quite a big weight loss journey himself and i think he's just been watching what he eats and he walks like a crazy amount. Like if you follow him on Facebook, like every morning he's getting up at five and walking these ridiculous lengths. It's been yeah, crazy uh, to see him. Brian Silverbacks has been doing that for the last, I think, year or two. He just Brian Silverbacks? Walks. Yeah. Yeah. He, he the best exercise. You see so much. Yeah. Wow. You can do it anywhere. No equipment needed. So, yep. Right. And Ed, don't you like run marathons or something? I do. Yeah, I've done wow. regular <laughs> marathons, ultras. So I do. I do as much Damn. running as I can. And Damn. yeah, that's another one. You you got to pay the price of some running shoes, and you're good to go. You get out there, and you can go. You you can run a hundred miles, and what do you need? Some shoes that uh, won't won't hurt your feet. I was gonna ask what what was the longest ultra you did? Was it a hundred? No, I've never done a hundred. I did. It, um, it was a 51K near Area 51. So nice. that was wow. like 30, Damn. almost 33 miles in 
Yeah, that, that that was enough. When I finished that, I'm like, I'm good. I don't need to go up to a 50 miler. <laughs> but I've also done a relay race where I did 48 miles in total over three different 16 mile runs. <laughs> and that was all within a 24 hour period. So yeah, that was that was something as well. So I finished that. I'm like, no more. I'm good. <laughs> no mas, no mas. <laughs> go back yeah. to the 26 mile runs. That's about it. That's that's about my yeah. limit. Everyone over here is like, I feel so terrible about myself. <laughs> nice. Uh, so, yeah, Ed, besides running, what, what do you do? Right now, I'm publishing, I'm about to publish the eighth issue of Immortal Era. I've been working on that series since 2019. So that is a planned 24-issue series. And then I'm also going to be launching this summer my second series, Corruptor, which takes place in the same universe but it's completely different vibe and tone it's about a hitman oh awesome yeah seven just got that in thanks perfect man. yeah those i just yeah. sent those out they got so delayed from the printer that i was planning on having the um the new kickstarter launched by now but i just sent out my last package earlier this week so the kickstarter will be delayed till probably the end of this month but I'll be launching issue eight, and then I'll also be putting together um, the new the new series Corruptor. Both of those for summer. Actually, issue nine, the art's done for that as well. So that will be going to the colorist. So Immortal Era, I'm hoping to get three new issues out this year, and then Corruptor, one of those, and then I'll be having a story in Tales of the Collective. So first kind of venture into anthology writing where you have to shrink it down which is hard for me because i always want to write okay i can tell 50 pages of this story but no you have six so and then i had to tell one in four and those are those are challenges for someone who wants to tell everything and fill in all of these holes so that that was actually a fun challenge and i actually told it in a different part of the world so i thought all right what's going on in the rest of the world when Immortal Era launches. So this one tells what's going on in Japan and I incorporated in some of the Japanese mythology of death. So I'm researching different mythologies around the world and I'm gonna tell small isolated tales in the same universe, but what's going on in another part of the world where you know the Grim Reaper isn't their figurehead of death. Oh, that's, cool. that's awesome. <laughs> so speaking of anthologies, Christian, Damn. Okay. So I have a couple of here. Okay. All right. All right. Right. Okay. I'm 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 participating in a couple of anthologies. I've done some also traditional publishing in Spain, twice, and we're gonna launch in April, Punk Droid. And Greg has a story over it. So it's a cyberpunk anthology from offer from Asia, the States, and Europe, and it's gonna be. Hopefully, well, it's gonna be hopefully it's done already. It's 22 stories, sorry, 12 stories, 22 creators, 100 pages. Wow, cyberpunk. Wow. It's a combination of love, death, and robots, the aesthetics, <laughs> and the the spirits of Black Mirror. So, nice. like, yeah. 14 wow. age, 14, uh, 14, old, 14 year olds and up. So it's not for little kids, but it's not like that dark or that you know too greedy. And it's, I don't know, it's good. You when you go, you go. I hope you will see it for sure. It's gonna, mine's got that, like, vibe, so. yeah, yeah. Well, Greg, <laughs> you know, Greg knows the story. There are a couple of stories there that are really, really not cool, 
But they're good. They're good. They're good. Because I, I don't like the, the I'm not, I'm not, I'm, 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 call, I'm calling myself like the anti-Disney. So my stories don't end up good. Nobody wins. Kids goes bad. Good. You know, life. If you're, looking, if you're looking for a heartwarming story, a heartwarming story, you know, you know where to look. No, the thing is that one of the girls that is working on it, she works in My Little Pony. And she does this beautiful yellowish and really nice and happy and colors but the story is bleak <laughs> oh, it's, it's a nice you know nice yeah. that, that makes me think of that, sh that show happy have you ever seen that i think it's on netflix yeah, that's exactly. what it makes me think of you got this lucky happy you lucky unicorn doing cocaine <laughs> <laughs> something like that so something like that oh the feebles if you saw the feebles as one of the one of the peter jackson earliest yeah the puppet one yeah, something like that, or oh, Team America, you know, stuff like that. Like, you know, oh, they're so cute. Yeah, they're crapping in each other. Okay, that that kind of part. but not without the crapping part. But yeah, that that's the idea to to have, you know, because I'm I'm a little I don't know about you guys, but I'm a little tired of all this PC BS that everything is wonderful and all oh, weird design singing kumbaya with friends with everybody and racism is done and and everything is done just because hey appears in a poster and somebody says so so okay good for that good luck with that yeah if I'm not offending someone I'm not doing my job yeah 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 yeah, yeah. no I think Alamo said it correctly if you if you're writing for the general audience you're doomed yeah well there's there's no like personality of general audience so you don't who do you yeah. speak to if you're speaking to no one you know yeah, yeah. hang your cape yeah <laughs> christian do you like reading franz kafka stories yes one of my favorite yeah. writers of I, time. I figured because all that bleakness <laughs> yeah his stories just start like at the bottom and they just keep going down <laughs> But they're pretty good. I, I yes, saw I love them, yeah. uh, talking about Casca. I saw a, a show here in Barcelona a couple of weeks ago, based on the process. For example, really? if, you, if you're familiar with that, it's a theater play. No, it's called the process. It's the, the it, there's not even a movie about it. It's called the process. It's a book. Mm. Everybody knows the 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 cockroach one, you know. Right. Everybody knows that one. Yeah. Metamorphosis. But this is about a guy that got just pulled out from his house. And say, hey, you are guilty of this. That's how this play starts. And the whole play is him and to say, what are you talking about, dude? And that's the that's the thing. That's the premise. Fantastic. It's not the trial, is it? That's that's I, another story he did. It's a it's an original play, I guess. Yeah, I think I think when I when I did it back in high school, because I play I, I, I did it when I was in drama class, it was called The Process. But maybe okay. they I don't know, maybe they changed the, the title. But yes, it's it's, it's about that guy. It's a guy that just Nobody just the guy, the guy in one of these, you know, Stasi or those mind that thing police and say, Hey, you're guilty of this, right? And the whole the whole story, him say, What are you talking about, dude? I'm just a normal guy. I didn't Fantastic. do it, <laughs> yeah, I didn't do it, yeah, yeah, exactly. What's my first day? Nope, yeah. go to jail first. Yeah, we're talking. <laughs> <Straight> to jail. <laughs> if you can find that yeah, and send that to me, I appreciate yeah. it. I can't find it. No worry, David, do I would do. Thank you. Yeah. So it's the same Mexico. They say you are you are right, but you go to jail. 
You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, that, like that meme, it's like, uh, you know, it's like, look at someone go to jail. You overcook this, go to jail. Undercook this, you go to jail. Overcook, undercook. No, that's it. That's, that's the story of the whole thing. So, yeah, fantastic. Really, really good. Love Kafka. It's one of my favorite ones here for sure. <laughs> so, uh, start the little questionnaire thing. Um, so we'll start with Davey and then go down Christian. Um, that's just how we'll do it. Uh, so what are some of the unique advantages and disadvantages of self-publishing? What do you think? Oh, well, you know, I might not be the greatest person to ask about this question. Cause like I said, I just got my first like traditional publishing, uh, contract signed and I did never, I never did like a Kickstarter unless, you know, I was a part of an anthology, like with Cthulhu invades. Um, so when it comes to disadvantage and advantages, I would only imagine like, you know, with your, if you're a traditionally published, you're going to split those profits, you know, and it's, it can be pretty bleak for the creators, you know, you and the publishers split about 7% of, you know, the total revenue because distribution and printing and everything. So, you know, those margins just keep slipping and slipping and slipping and, but, you know, there's a lot, there's a team around you which is, is nice. You know, I'm a very big team player, you know, I can be individually, you know, spurred on, but, you know, I like to celebrate my wins and losses in a group. So I think, you know, it might come down to a personality thing. Like you could keep going down the traditional route. And if you're a good team player, you want to do that, then, you know, maybe that's, that's better for you if you need somebody else to help you manage, you know, some, some bigger things, which I think I'm kind of that person, you know, I like to get advice before I make a move, um, try to find some good resources. But if you're somebody who's an individual, you know, at heart, and you really want to just do your own vision and have it, you know, not tainted by other people, which I think is, you know, a fine goal, you know, sometimes people need that vision, you know, <laughs> we talk about the Hollywood movies today, it's almost like the problem with it is just like, there's, it's committee almost made, like we have to we have these check boxes that we have to, you know, make for the general audience, you know, so it, the, the days of director writer, you know, is a little bit, you know, Dave Eggers does it, you know, but not to great, you know, acclaim in the box office, that last movie of his, what was it? Northman? Or am I confusing it with the show Yeah, on Netflix? Well, Northman, Northman. Yeah. yeah the Northman, yeah, the movie. Yeah. 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 Great movie, but you know, a studio, dumped a bunch of movie uh, money into it and they did not see it come back, you know? So people are like, what is this? Why is William Defoe like pouring blood on himself in a cave and talking strangely <laughs> to a little child, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I didn't understand it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, maybe it's a personality thing, the, the advantages and disadvantages. Yeah. What, what do you think, Ed? <laughs> oh, so I'm in the opposite category of you. I'm in the don't play well with others category. <laughs> So for me, yeah, I'm sure we, I mean, I do well. I mean, I have to collaborate, but I don't like to because I'm in my regular day job as a teacher. They are, I grade level meetings and co-plan. I'm like, I'll just do fine on my own. Leave me alone. Shut my door and trust me that I'll be doing it right. You want to walk in and see, I'll prove it. So I'm in that category where I have to be forced to collaborate. But when you're publishing independently, I still have an editor who comes in and can tell me, all right get your ego in check. You're not that fun. That joke didn't hit. So you have to have someone in there to put your ego in check. But in the end, you can tell your story with no compromise. And I think 
what we're seeing in so many stories being told is pure compromise. Okay, you have to fit it into this category and that category. And I'm not saying diversity is bad. Every story should have diversity. That shouldn't be a forced thing, but there becomes a point where it's overly forced. And I like to be able to tell the story that I had envisioned in the way I wanted. And another thing with self-publishing is, all right, I went four pages over. This one's 28 pages instead of 24. Or if you're publishing at a company, they're going to say, well, find a way to cut those four pages. As a self-publisher, you can say it's a 28, it's a 32. You have the flexibility of pages. As long as you can pay your artist to get those done, then you're going to be okay. So that's something I liked because I've expanded a couple of issues saying, you know what, it just would really work better if I didn't chop that out and not just adhering to the 24-page rule. So those are some things that I really like about self-publishing. But the financial part, yeah, it'd be nice to not be just pouring money into artists and printing on your own. And then into, I wanted to print a trade paperback. I didn't know how much that was going to cost until I printed a hard cover, printed a soft cover. And then here comes this bill for $10,000. Like, yeah, it'd be nice if someone else was footing that bill. (laughs) (laughs) Can't wait to do that. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm gonna go agree with both of the previous ones again. It's a it's a thing of it's a game of of the pros and cons. That's the whole. That anyone anyone who has listened to this and want to jump into that into self publishing is to know that are mainly two issues, two main things to be very worried about. Is we talk about this uh, back in the day when Greg did the the con and last year. Uh, quality control and distribution. That's the whole, the two things, the two key areas for any self-publication, okay? If you have, as you mentioned, you have a good editor, if you have somebody who's looking out, if you have some good better readers, you have some, a network of people that help you and say, hey, this is good. Not your mom, not your girlfriend, <laughs> not your best friend. Somebody who's going to go there with a eye of the tiger is gonna say you no 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 look at this no no that is not good that or a group it would be better if you have a group a couple of them that you trust and then you know they're good when they know what they're talking about okay so mm-hmm. and the other one is distribution of course that's the main the, the one of the main ones especially in the states thank god in europe is a lot better um because for example we we work directly with stores you say f any distributors especially the one with the big d that one can killed themselves like throw out <laughs> of, 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 of a train of a building of a ship or whatever they fucking want to can we cut in here yeah okay whatever, whatever they want to jump themselves do it now please disappear okay so that's the thing so and the advantages for me is the clearest one control mm-hmm. i do what i want with who I want, whenever I want, however I want. Freedom. This word that everybody likes to touch and 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 and, and impoverish. It's such a beautiful word. True, true creative freedom. You is the the word is your oyster, man. Go get it. Okay. Slip it down. Yeah, yeah. The thing is, as as it is, it was saying, it's it's not only a money issue; it's also a networking issue. Okay, you need to know the stores, know the events, know the artists, know writers, know blah blah blah. If you're only gonna, you're just gonna write, okay, 
for me, that's I, I like to collaborate from time to time. I don't want to do all my own. OK, so but you need to go get those people. You need to talk to the store. You need to talk to clients. You need to talk to printers. You need to so you need to spend a lot of time doing stuff that you normally won't do. But I think it's necessary. OK, because as a friend of mine says, this is called show business because, yeah, you have the show part, but it's still a business part. And that the second part is the people that just everyone forgets. Ah, oh, no, this will deal with, you deal with it. You deal with it. I only do this. You deal with it. And then you deal with it. The guy's going to deal with it. Yeah, he's going to deal with it, but it's going to take part of your money too when you deal with it. Okay, so yeah, I will deal with it, but this is gonna what I'm going to pay you for dealing with it. Okay, so be careful with this. Give it someone to somebody else to do it because they're going to charge you. They're not going to do it for free. So, and the margins are already tight as they are okay and that's about it yeah yeah we're looking into the whole distribution thing still um, yeah i was about to say that's like a big thing we're trying to do because we've had some uh, other uh indie comic book creators like reach out and want us to like publish for them and we're like what what does like a publisher really have to offer and like the main thing that we see is that it's distribution and so that's like our first objective is like we're I got a list of like a ton of comic book stores. We're going to be reaching out to them one at a time, trying to, you know, get connections with each of them all over the country, all over the world. Like just trying to make those connections. Well, what I will recommend. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. 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 Go, go, go. Uh, do you have to sign consignment contracts with each and every store that you talk to or how does it go? Like maybe it's a trust thing. I don't know. Yeah, it probably depend completely depends on the store because we we've literally just started the reach out like maybe a week ago, so we haven't had any anything set up. But like we've had one of our comics in a store, but like they just bought some of our comics to sell. Yeah, the right? so, like, yeah the collective in Florida actually that's why the tales of the oh yeah my favorite yeah, store, yeah so yeah. he's like oh cool and Danny was like just on Travis Gibbs like creator hangout thing and he's like do you have a retail dealer? And that was for mittens. And I was like, oh, no, I don't. One sec. And I made one. <laughs> and I just copied Travis's from, like, uh, his wife's um, dog one. That yeah, yeah. 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 I was like, eight copies of this. And he's like, cool. And he bought it. I was like, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. That was one way to do that. But, yeah. Where yeah. And that... Call the stores and, like, do it differently. They are all different, too. Because yeah. I've called a lot of different stores. Some will pay you outright. Some want consignment. Always beware of consignment because I have plenty of stores who haven't paid me a penny with the really? copies they've sold. Even with the contract, they just play the, oh, well, you got to talk to this guy or that guy. And they just keep shuffling you around. So my general thought is if they're not going to pay for the issues, because I sell them at cost. And that's the thing. You're not, you're not here to make a profit if you get it into a comic shop. You just want it on the shelf. So I tell them, okay, you pay me my exact cost. I mean, to the penny. I won't charge you one penny more than what I paid to get it actually printed. And then from that point, if you don't want to take it, I mean, just beware on consignment. Because I had one shop, they put it on consignment. They left it out for about a week, just shuffled it in amongst the eyes without any kind of showcasing or anything. And then after a couple of weeks, they took it off, put it in their warehouse where it sat to rot. And in, yeah. if it's a consignment book, you're not going to make any money if it's rotting away in a warehouse. So I figure yeah. if they're willing yeah. to pay for more effort into actually selling it. Correct. Yeah, I will. I won't. I won't. I won't tell you. Uh, I will talk about our experience. 
we try first the what's called official route with distributors and what I was saying not only they right away uh, we had people that returned the books destroyed we have people that were overcharging the the, the money we told them the books were sold etc etc so I have a lot of horror stories about that so don't do that don't just that's it <laughs> oh the free market they said no are you know one in this way okay thank you bye bye yeah, we work exactly well as how we work is with uh, exclusive deals that's how we work so we have one store or two stores per state let's call it so you guys understand in, in europe it's not states called provinces but whatever and that's it that's it those are the only official distributors that they can get it in that area in that that's state it's actually super interesting like one of the things that we're doing is i'm specifically uh, i have a list of like tons of comic book stores and the, the my first goal was to try to get two per state like not not because of this at all it was just like because there's so many i have to message and try to get a hold of i'm like i'm going to start with just two per state so i at least have a national yeah. like reach and like eventually yeah. i might want more but like it, like but that's only because we're trying to get a ton of stuff out there but in the meantime yeah. like i think two is plenty <laughs> and don't yeah. even start they don't try the whole states because it's a very big place start with the west east coast or the west coast or whatever you guys are located start with start that where area you can first. drive them is what i think exactly yeah, yeah. start one locally one. and then you can you know and then because that guy that works for you locally is going to vouch for you right yeah i was going to say that gives you the like the uh not credentials the uh yes proof like the yeah event. social proof yeah, yeah, it's like yeah, see yeah. look at mm -hmm. somebody else carries our comics yeah 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 for example, and i found the lucky. stores oh sorry go ahead sorry we're lucky because we already did that part so we already i talked to hey you know you know x right yeah he works with us call him if you want yeah because they know each other at the end of the stores at the end of the day at least mm -hmm. in europe they do so that's it that's the only thing you need to know hey i work with x call him yeah, and stores like exclusives as well. Give them an exclusive hey. cover with their yeah. brand on it, and they are to carry it. They, yeah, they lose their shit. <laughs> shop. And a lot of shops, when they see that I have those exclusive shop covers, they said, "Oh, would you do one for our shop if we carried it?" And for you, you're just you you're reprinting. It's just issue one over and over reprinted. But it's, you know, you're paying for one new cover, but now they're going to buy 250 copies instead of just 10. Correct. So it's something, you know, give them something, they'll give you something back. And most of the stores I've dealt with, because you give them those, those exclusives, they'll have you in for signings. They'll have you in for events. Bum, 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 you bum. you build a relationship and then they tell a friend and he's like, oh, he'll maybe my shop can get an exclusive too. Because they, they like to see their logo exclusively on a book. And then yeah, it sits yeah. on the front counter. It doesn't get buried amongst the eyes. It sits there right there in prime time at the front counter where he's a recommending it to everyone who's going up to make a purchase. Yeah. And very important too, you have to bear in mind that you cannot play the game that the two big, the big two are playing. So we not, we don't play that game. No, we play the other game. We play the game that, Hey, with us, you have access to the artist. You have access to the writers. You have signings, you have, exclusive cover you have any everything that oh the big ones are not giving to you we are going to give it to you we're going to give you proximity we're going to give you we're going to be there with you we're going to help you when you go down we're, we are going to be there for you well the other two are not doing we are going to do for you so the thing is that with stores is that sadly this is my opinion i think there are way too many <laughs> sorry and I, I know this is going to be an unpopular opinion 
but that's why we call but that's why we are them popular studios because we, we tell it like it is okay so and a lot are gonna go down uh, mm -hmm. after the digital tsunami that is coming very soon okay so it's good that you start working with the one that see where the ball is going well i think gretzky said it you, you need to you need to know where the boy where the, the where the puck is is in if you are a hockey fan you need to know where the puck is going to be in that's where you need to play right. so you need to anticipate what's going to be the next thing yeah that, definitely that's why it's important to like be the one who's connected to the store uh just because like yeah if you're connected to a distributor like you know it can be a limiting factor um especially if it's like a big one that you can't connect with like the people that are trying to work with us like they know our names like, it's not like if you work with you know yeah the big the big guys like they don't know who you are like you're just another number in their in their rolodex and so like it, it's important to make sure it's personal because uh, like yeah. one thing ed was saying like having the custom covers that like one of the first things i did when i was trying to figure out how i should reach out to them uh have you guys played with chat gpt yet no. yeah yeah, so I I use that nonstop. That thing is incredible. But something I learned to uh, and for anybody who doesn't know what it is, it's just an AI program where you can kind of just talk to it and it'll respond. It's kind of like Siri mixed with Google on steroids. Like it's <laughs> it's pretty incredible. And basically, you know, you could ask like, oh, like what should I send to an ind you know a uh, indie comic or to a uh, comic book store as an ind independent comic book creator. But one of the things that I learned to do is start asking it from the other person's perspective. And even just thinking this way will help. Like if you're trying to connect, uh, connect with a comic book store, don't be like, oh, like how do I get my comic in there? Ask, what does, an, what does a comic book store owner want from an independent comic book creator? And that's actually what I asked. Um, that's what I asked, uh, you know, ChatGPT. And when I asked it the other way, it gave me a different answer. But when I asked what a comic book store wants, one of the answers was they want variant covers. They want exclusivity. And like, the, and, you know, so it's, it's a very big deal where if you can say, listen, you're one of only two comic book stores in the state that carries this and you have a special cover, right? That's going to be a really big deal. Mm -hmm. Correct. Yeah. But yeah, that's the way to go, my opinion. So uh, how has the rise of digital media impacted the indie comic industry? I don't know. I think you have to adapt. You have to make sure that you have digital tiers and digital books because I have people who have been backing since issue one. And I have some that have never bought a physical copy of the book. They want their digital copy. They're good. They're, they're down for three bucks every time to buy a new digital copy. And most of them early bird it. So they get it for $2. But they, they told me like, I, you know, even though you got a trade out, I don't have storage space at my house. I hold my entire comic collection in a flash drive this big. So you have to be able to give them something that they feel is an equal value. So you can't, you can't rob the, the, cause it really costs you nothing to make a digital copy of a book. You have to convert it to PDF and then you're done. So you have to be able to give to them. And then of course you had the NFT craze that popped up for a minute and everybody's saying, you got to go NFT. And it's like, it came and went, you know, and disappeared, but that doesn't mean something like that won't rise up again. So we have to constantly be prepared for, you know, three steps ahead that we can't even anticipate at this point. Yeah. Yeah. One thing on the uh, digital front too, uh, this is just like a little marketing strategy to think about. It's like, even if you do a digital version, 
having a physical representation of that digital version. So like, d don't just put a 2d image of a comic book and be like, Hey, download the PDF of my comic. Cause it doesn't feel like a comic book. So and anyone who's selling a digital version, something that's very valuable. And we, and we do this on our own website is we have a, like, you know, a, uh, what's it called? Like a, a mock-up of the comic mm -hmm. book. So it looks like it's a comic book. And they've actually, they've done tests on this in uh, like sales funnels. Like it's called like an e-cover to have a visual representation of a physical product. That's a digital one that they're purchasing. And it can, it increases the perceived value because you re you remember you're getting a comic book, not just some PDF. And right. so there's going to be very right. incredible artwork in it. It's going to be very high definition as opposed to, you know, a standard PDF size. So it's little, little things like that can definitely help. Yeah. And, yeah. and I would recommend not only PDF, but I will also do, uh, we also do CBR and CBS, like for Kindle and for, so everybody can do working on it, whatever. Yeah, like the EPUB. Yeah. The EPUB. That's, that's the other one, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. And it, it, as, as, as Ed said, was saying, it's just, it costs you like two minutes to right. do it. So do it, guys. Don't, yeah. Don't, yeah, don't, it, don't neglect well, space. Another thing I would say, too, it's like, you know, for example, I, I read a lot of nonfiction books for like business purposes. And, you know, I've, I carry, you know, physical, I, I have physical books, you know what I mean? And so there's people that will read digital and there's people that will read physical. I read a tremendous amount of nonfiction books and I have all of them. I have hundreds of physical books because that's what I prefer. I, mm -hmm. I can't stand reading on Kindle. Like if I'm going to read your comic, it's, you know, it, I would like to hold it. Right. And so there's, there's always going to be that audience. So you're not going to lose that. Um, but definitely, yeah. definitely agree that you don't want to, it's kind of like going, Oh yeah, I don't really like social media. So I'm not going to be on there. It's like, what if all your fans are just on Instagram? If you just got on there, they'd all find out that your artwork is, it's like, it's insane to me when people are like, no, I'm so good. They'll come find me in my basement at my mom's house. Right? They're definitely gonna. Yeah, exactly. Hey, yeah. Hey, can I give you my money? Right? Yeah, exactly. So it's like making sure you're available. But that's also true. Like Ed said, like making sure you have those digital versions because if if you don't have anything for them to buy and they only read digital, right? Like there could be someone that all they do is travel. They don't want to carry a bunch of comic books on them. I wouldn't want to either, yeah. right? So it's like, you know, if they want to read your comic, you have to have it available to them and definitely making sure you have your, because I think that's the other thing is some people will make a physical version. They're like, ah, I don't want to taint the, the medium by putting it into digital platforms. But it's like, yeah, but then you're losing all the people who absolutely will never buy a physical version. Yeah. Right. And that's and at least a third of your market every campaign, oh, yeah. sometimes even more. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, easily. Especially, especially the, 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 the buyers outside of your region, of your area, because now yeah. we have, we're going through the transportation issues. That's another thing. And for me, for us, it was a, a, a mind-changing when we went to a Hugo convention. We were invited here in, in, in Ireland to go to the, because it was celebrating, in, in, because every year it rotates, you know? And the Hugo Convention is where they give the most important sci-fi award in the in the planet. It's the Hugo Award. They do it once a year. So it was in Dublin, so anybody said, okay, for sure, I'm gonna go. And the thing is that there I, I discovered that there, there were of course there were people selling their uh, their copies, but there were also people selling digital uh, the digital downloads in the small cards. Yeah. Mm. And that's for that for, for me was a game changer. Because yeah. why? Why people were not buying all physical? Because of course. 
if you because there were people going to those conventions from all over the world to see what the new their favorite writers were publishing and of course they already have a, a suitcase full of books yeah. you think they're gonna buy your two i did you you use you just used to stumble upon them and say hey oh i like it but i'm not gonna carry that that's like another half a kilo i'm not gonna put it in my suit i don't have space for that dude so where's the digital one? Oh, we don't have no nope. were they were they flashcards that what you're saying yeah we did we did two we did the 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 flashcards and also we did the plastic ones oh. that you have the download code in the back yeah the qr code yeah yep yep yeah and those work like i never charm. thought of that that is yeah, that's a good idea yeah, the specifically the card ones I love because like the plastic ones. That's why I was curious which one you meant because like I've seen people have flash drives and that's cool, especially if you brand them like that. Like don't just get like a basic thumb oh, drive. Get some stickers. Get some stickers or something on it, right? So that it's branded. Um, and then in the future, you could even do deals where like if they bring that flash drive to a convention, you're like, hey, you already have a flash drive. I'll give you three more comics for the price of one on that flash oh, drive. That's right? awesome. Yeah, that's... you can make you know just make up deals like that. Like yeah, yeah, people yeah, don't yeah. understand. Like you can make up whatever the rules are, but the, the cards you're referencing, those plastic ones. I saw a comedian at uh, some stand-up club, and after the show, you know, he's shaking hands, and he sold a plastic card with his whole stand-up album on it. And it just had a QR code. So you buy the plastic card, I bring it home, I put it in my computer, and now it's on my phone. And it's like, that's wow. so easy. Like, it, yeah, so there's there's tons of ways to, like, and that's what I meant by, like, don't, don't restrict how your audience can buy it. Because if they're not going to buy the physical, don't be like, sorry, I just don't have a digital. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm on that for my next con. That's such a good idea. Because I do have people ask at the shows. And most of the time I'm like, hey, I'll, give me your email. I'll send you one for free right now. <laughs> but never actually having a market for that. So I think, yeah, the yeah. flash drive. Because if you go to like Vistaprint or something, you can actually print your logo straight on there. Because I've done it for stretch goals. I have little yep. flashlights that say Immortal Era. And yep. you get that on a you get that on a flash drive instead. And then like you say, you got, okay, it's, this is buying you one through seven. It's going to be 10 bucks as opposed to, you know, 25 for the trade. And then, yeah, bring yeah. it at any, bring it to any future cons and I'll reload the new issues at, you know, $2 each at whatever the early bird price is. Yeah. Yeah. What I did on uh, our mittens campaign last year was uh, it was a physical tier, but it was $65, which isn't like a ton of money. But a lot of people actually picked that because of what it had. And it was a flash drive. So you get the comic and everything. You get the physical comic and all that other stuff. The sticker. But there was a flash drive. And on that flash drive was the digital version, the PDF of Mittens. Mm-hmm. And there were coupon codes that I did not tell anybody about. The only the only things that I put, the only way they can get these coupons are if they bought that reward tier, if they are on mm. that flash drive. There's also uh, blueprints for the best like tuna sandwich. And like <laughs> stuff on, but yeah, like what me and Josh did on for that flash drive is like just something completely like unique and different that I didn't do on any other Kickstarter it, before. And, and the cool thing is not telling people. Like one of the things that Greg and I love doing are Easter eggs. Yeah. Um, like one of the things that like the thing I was working on, like right as we hopped on this call, is I'm writing a message in a language we created on for one of our comics, and I'm putting it like on the wall of our comic. So. Um, our, our, it's just something we didn't have done when we had uh, the illustrators draw this up. So I'm like, all right, I'm making the font. I'm like laying it on the wall. And the cool thing is that the digital version will not have the encoder to learn what this says, only the physical version. And unless someone watches this podcast, no one else is really going to know that because we're not going to really mention it that much. 
So it's like it's a very specific thing that they're going to see some random writing on the wall and be like, oh, that looks like nonsense. But like if you have the physical version, there's going to be an enco- or a decoder, right? A decoder on the back uh, to like transcribe what it says. <laughs> That's fun. <laughs>